The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. The XFL is back for a third try, and we just now wrapped up week three of that. Uh, we have some important information in the NFL regarding uh, maybe some trades and stuff like that that we're going to talk about, uh, as well as the Combine. And the NHL season is getting to a close. Who do you have winning it all? We want to hear that from you, um, but we're going to talk about that ourselves and also talk a little bit about some college baseball. That's starting to get very exciting right now, uh, as well as some softball. Uh, yes, I said that right. College women's softball. We're going to talk about that. And UFC this weekend. Uh, there were some really fun fights in this card. The overall card I don't think was the most exciting, um, but there was some fights that we'll talk about, um, especially the main card, John Jones Bones. We're going to talk about all of this and much more today on Rising to the Occasion. know it's a good day and a good time to be recording when I can look over in the green room and see everybody kind of bobbing their heads to the intro music it's it's, it's always nice but uh, it's 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 a great great time to be back with you guys we've been on a hiatus between busy schedules and things coming up and all kinds of stuff it's, it really has been crazy and I think it's been crazy mm -hmm. for just about every one of us too because uh, I feel like it was good for maybe one or two of us at times and not for all four of us not all three of us but we have all four of us in the house but before we get to the, to everybody uh, i want to start off by mentioning our sponsor we're so happy to have SeatGeek as our sponsor uh, SeatGeek really is an amazing uh, app website a place to go and find your tickets for any event uh, i promise you that and i would not have it, it, i wouldn't have even accepted SeatGeek to be a sponsor or uh, seek seeking for them to be uh, a, a sponsor at all if I didn't use SeatGeek and fully endorse it. And that's how all of our sponsors are. But SeatGeek is amazing. I use the app on my phone and it's so easy. I can go in, I can look at the arena, at the, the overall look of wherever I'm going to, uh, and I can click on it. It gives me a little view of what the seat looks like. But my favorite feature about SeatGeek, especially in the app, I know the, the website is pretty much the same, but the app is just so easy when you download it. You can go into SeatGeek and you see all of the, the, the areas that have seats and you can zoom in and see exactly where it's at. That's one thing that I love. Uh, and you can see what row you're gonna be in, the, the exact area. Uh, not only that, but they also have this cool feature where they have it set up to where you'll see either green, yellow, or red on all of the dots on where you can find your tickets. And whenever you, you click on the green one, that means it's a really good deal. So I was searching mm -hmm. for some tickets a little while back, trying to find some good seats, um, but I also wanted to not spend too much. I wanted a good deal. And so I was looking maybe in the higher sections where you're going to find decent seats, but not as good as lower level. And I thought, you know what? There's a green one down on the lower level. Let me check on that. And it was a great deal. Uh, SeatGeek really does have some of the, the best deals. And it's even better whenever you use the code R2TO. That's our code, R2TO for rising to the occasion. You get that, you use that code on your first purchase and you get $20 off. Uh, I used that a little while back. It got $20 off uh, whenever I went to the conference championship, the AFC conference championship. It was tons of fun, and it was so easy because I got SeatGeek, uh, and, and they give you your, your tickets right on the spot on your phone, easy entrance, really quick to get in. SeatGeek is the way to go. 
We love having them as a sponsor and we totally encourage you to download the app on your phone, go to SeatGeek.com and again, use code R2TO for $20 off. All right, let's bring everybody in because it has been a while since we've had all, f okay, so first of all, it started off with me and Britton, then Blake joined the team and then you know, we have Jeremy now on the team. So, I mean, all four of us, I mean, this is a rarity. But first, let's start off with you, Britton. How are you doing? How's your week been, man? Oh, it's been good, man. Um, had a good weekend. Uh, didn't do a whole lot, uh, which was always good. I did get out in golf on Saturday. I uh, went down to Nebraska City and uh, played some excellent golf, man. I I didn't miss a single fairway on my drives. Um, I hit, the, hit my irons pretty well. Uh, putting was a little, little iffy. Uh, they just aerated all the all the greens out there, but man, the course was in excellent condition for this time of year. Um, so we had a, we had a group of nine of us that went out on on Saturday. We had a blast. It's good to be out. And then uh, Sunday went to uh, play some indoor golf at the uh, simulator. Um, did a little drive, longest drive competition, some par three competition, and uh, some skill challenges. We had a good time out there too. Um, I tell you what, though, man. On on Monday, yesterday, I stayed home. We had half our crew was sick, so I just stayed home, and uh, so I got to watch the baby all day by myself. And I tell you what, man, I took my wife for granted how tough of a job that is. So, uh, man, it's been a good week, though. So I'm uh, happy to be here and hope the Penguins can pick it up today. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to hear it. Uh, yeah, I know the Penguins are playing right now as as we record this, but yeah, I mean it's. I know you and I have been talking about getting out on the golf course. It's getting close to that season. I'm starting to get that itch and everything. Like, ah, oh, I gotta, gotta get out there. But uh, we also have Jeremy. He's not in studio with me, but you know, because I'm out of town. But Jeremy, how you doing, man? How's your week? I'm doing pretty good. Week's going pretty good so far. Long weekend with all hockey. And then went up to um, Mankato, Minnesota on Saturday. I have a friend of mine who actually played here in town locally for the USHL League, the Sioux City Musketeers here in Sioux City. Then he went on to college and played for the Minnesota State Mavericks up there. Then we went up there on Saturday and got to talk to him, got to talk to the team, and just reconnect with him because I haven't seen him in a while just because obviously it's not a, a short drive up to Minnesota State in Mankato. But, I mean, it was, it was overall a fun week, fun weekend. Then Minnesota State slept the weekend. Then now we play for the uh, semifinals for Saturday. Then we play against Ferris State, if I remember right, on Saturday at Saturday at six or seven. But either way, um, and outside of that, Sunday another day of hockey back here in town in Sioux City. I'm working with the Sioux City Musketeers and being a part of their game day operations team. Then that's always fun. Then getting a skate of the laces with them, not playing hockey, you're just yeah, just just always doing something. That's for sure. Hey, you can't complain with too much hockey. I mean, it's it's hockey season. It's been in full swing, and it's it's been oh, a lot exactly. of fun too. Uh, and then, of course, Blake, how you doing, man? Haven't talked to you in a man, while. Yeah, man, I've been super busy. My daughter started uh, t-ball, so I've been uh, wrapped up with that. Uh, her first year playing, uh, she is uh, she's four years old. She'll be five here in a couple weeks, and uh, she is absolutely loving it, man. Uh, but it's been all college baseball here, man. It's uh, it's it's kicked off, and and I'm watching the Auburn Tigers right now as we speak. Uh, they're playing the UAB Blazers, so a little in-state matchup tonight. Uh, but man, just overall doing really well, and uh, glad to be back. And and 
I did play a little golf Sunday. I played the par three course okay. down here at Robert Trent Jones, Magnolia Grove, man. Uh, so had to, had to get in a little iron work because uh, I've been hitting the driver really well. Uh, so I uh, wanted to wanted to get up on the tee box and uh, and work on the irons. So I uh, hit the par three course and, and had a lot of fun, man. See, I'm still holding you to it, too, if uh, if uh... – <laughs> Your team makes it up here to Omaha. We gotta, we gotta link up, and that would bring your clubs. We'll go out on the course and everything. We'll treat you to a nice little Omaha golf or something like that, maybe. But, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned it too, because I didn't even know SEC had baseball though. Come on now, come on now. <laughs> it's nah. just, it's just the best conference in in college sports, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, he was giving us all crap about, you know, he, he didn't know that there was other conferences that had college baseball. So, <laughs> no, let's get into XFL first. I know, I know, Britton and Blake already admitted to it. Uh, I don't know about Jeremy, but he hasn't admitted it. But uh, apparently, I might be the only one that has paid much attention to the XFL at all. Um, but. It, it really is kind of exciting. So if you listen to this show at all, you know that we thrive off of football season, mainly college mm-hmm. football season. That's what we love. Uh, and and that's if it could be college football season all year round, none of us would complain. We would just keep on talking mm-hmm. about it, keep on covering it. But the XFL brings something to football, but it's just not the full excitement. Uh, I'm going to be honest. And so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time. But I called it week one after I saw week one happen. Uh, I did call it and look at the you know the, the the teams and I was like you know what the two teams that I think are the most uh, exciting the two that I see as being probably most powerful are the DC Defenders and uh, the Roughnecks I think it's the Houston Roughnecks if I remember right uh, yeah. and so you know those two teams they they did look pretty tough in the first week but the game just seems kind of like slow when they're playing they don't seem like these these like really high talented players and I don't know if that's just because it's new to them they're trying to feel everything out or what it is but uh, there was a little bit of highlights from this past weekend I don't know if you guys caught any kind of uh, XFL action at all this weekend pretty sure Blake didn't catch any of it um, and I see Jeremy <laughs> shaking his head no. no but this past weekend it was really cool uh, to see Josh Gordon out on the field I don't know if you guys saw that yeah. at all Josh Gordon got out on the field, had a big play. It was really cool to see him out there, and he's doing really well. So that was one of the names that I saw. And, of course, uh, there's an SEC quarterback in there. I don't know if you know the name uh, there, Blake. But uh, Yeah, he's from he's from Mobile, <laughs> Alabama, man, A.J. McCarron. Uh, yeah. that, is, that is about the only thing uh, with the XFL that we have paid attention to is A.J. getting a second chance to go up there to, I believe it's St. Louis, correct? I believe so. Yeah, I believe he's for the Battle Hawks. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that I mean, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, yeah, AJ was a, you know, he was an Alabama guy. So I uh, hate that part of it, but uh, him being from Mobile, man, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, he's he has been having a pretty good season. Uh, yeah. I know at the beginning of the season, I know our family talked about it. Do you guys have a team you're pulling for? I'm, I, Britain, I don't know if you if you picked a team that you were kind of like looking at, thinking maybe that could be your team to pull for. You know, I'll, I'll be completely honest, man. I, I think the Roughnecks were probably the team I was going to pay attention to the most. Um, but uh, to be completely honest, I'm probably not going to watch much of it this year. Um, to me, it's like uh, if you integrated high school kids and college kids together and said, go play football. By the way, none of you have ever played together. Um, so have fun. Uh, it's pretty boring to me. It's, yeah, I mean, it's like right up there with indoor football. It's, with it's different. It's different for sure. Uh, and, and, you know, 
I, I know you were you were hating on indoor football. We went to a, an indoor football game for the. It was like the sort of preseason. I'm not really sure what they called it, but it was basically like testing out new guys that aren't officially signed with the team to see if they're going to be good. And it was really boring because Sioux City team just absolutely killed it. It was 60 to nine, and then and the the last oh. the, the the only touchdown the other team got was in the last like five minutes. So it was just like <laughs> so boring. If I remember, I only got a two-yard yeah. line. Yeah, it was something crazy like that too. So I mean, it was really hard. And the refereeing crew must have been like a test-out refereeing crew too, because they horrible. seemed like they didn't seem like they knew what was going on. It, it was mm. pretty bad. Um, but Jeremy, did you have an XFL team that you thought maybe you're starting to pull for or to try to support them or anything? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've watched one game of the XFL. <laughs> that's it. But if I had to honestly pick, one team is probably um, DC, if I had to give you an honest answer. That was the yeah. only game that I watched. And they look dominant. They look strong right from the get-go. And outside, I'm like, well, there's my pick, just because it's probably going to be the only game I watched. I, yeah. I shouldn't say that, but I'll probably watch it if there's nothing else on TV. Wasn't yeah, Mike yeah. Riley a head coach for one of those teams? Uh, USFL. You, that's was, right. Yeah, he so, was part of USFL. That's yeah. that's why I don't watch a USFL. Is if he's a coach of the year, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I I picked I picked the Renegades because Bob Stoops is the coach there, and I did watch a couple of their games. I didn't watch their third game. Where, uh, I, maybe it was the second game. I didn't watch. I think it was the second game when they lost. Uh, but other than that, they looked pretty good too. They look like a, a pretty solid team. Roughnecks and the uh, defenders are both undefeated right now, three and zero, but. Like, did you have a team that you were looking at in the beginning of the season thinking, like, I can get behind them or anything? Man, I'll be straight up with you. I really uh, haven't – like, I just honestly can't get into the XFL. And and I think the reason why I can't get into it is because I got to see them make it first. Yeah, yeah like, for sure. I, I don't want to get invested in something and then you come out uh, six games into the season and say – uh, well, we're folding up like everybody, you know, pack their tools up and go to the house like it's over with. We're we're folding the league. Yeah. Uh, we don't have yeah. enough money to pay anybody. And, and so that's one reason why I really haven't gotten invested. And, you know, I saw Aaron Murray, uh, former quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, and now he is with the SEC Network as a commentator and everything. And so uh, he made a TikTok the other day and, and somebody asked him, said, what would Georgia – do to an XFL team and he said I honestly think Georgia would beat them by four or five scores <laughs> and know. yeah and and honestly I mean I don't know if it would be that bad but I do feel like Georgia would hold their own and possibly you know up in one of these XFL teams and th- and that's why I really d- I can't get into it man is because yeah. like I've heard people I've heard people say that like an XFL team, like the champion of the XFL should play like the champion of the USFL. And then the winner of that should play the worst team in the NFL. And the winner of that be the new team in the NFL. And I'm just like, look, that's way too much. Like the worst team in the NFL would absolutely scrub these dudes. So like there's only thing that I see that I, I think would be cool for the XFL to do and I know that there's some of this. So the NFL is currently testing some of the, uh, you know, a, a, whether it be something with the officiating, like reviews, mm-hmm. they're testing some rules and stuff with the XFL. And I like that aspect a lot. And I, I hope yeah. that they keep on doing that. But the the realistic thing that I see with the XFL and what I kind of hope it could grow into be 
is joining with the NFL in that sense that they can maybe test out some things that they're not sure if they want to put into the NFL or also kind of like a G League type of feeling for the XFL. Yeah. Get these guys where they can still play. And, you know, because there's, there's guys that we've seen fall out of the league and they just mm -hmm. can't get back in because nobody's nobody's seeing them. Nobody's looking at them anymore. So get mm -hmm. get some, something set up that way. Uh, and not only that, but I totally agree with you. I think a lot of people are kind of that way where it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to really get invested in this because we've already seen this two other times in the past and it fell apart. You know, they, they mm -hmm. went bankrupt a couple of times. So now yep. just because the rock is coming in, you think it's, it's going to be fixed. Theoretically, I like the idea of it. Like you said, kind of like a G league style. Yeah. But yeah. you have for, in order to get me to go to a game, it'd have to be free beer. <laughs> I like that. that. I, I mean, we'll, we'll put a petition together. See, uh, you know, I think it was Blake and I were talking uh, on an episode a while back. We talked about the the twelve mean twelve team playoff, and we came up with our own system. We're really good, like as a as a podcast as a whole. We've done this a few other times too. Mm -hmm. These sports need to start just listening to this podcast, uh, and so you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we're we're much better at thinking these things through than they are. But you know, it's it's kind of like yeah. when you when you look at poli you know politicians and stuff like that, they just need to listen to the people. Uh, you know, and it's, it's the same thing with this podcast to all these leagues. But that's pretty much all I had for the, the XFL. It is cool to see all these different rules and stuff like that that they're testing out. Mm -hmm. The kickoffs are really weird. I don't think it does a whole lot. I thought it was going to be really cool, but it's just weird. Uh, and then the I've fact never that they... been so glad to end one of our topics. <laughs> <laughs> all right, if we'll go ahead and move on. One thing I wish then. the XFL would do is get more – not XFL, the, the NFL. I know it won't happen, but – get more mic'd up like the XFL does. That can be I, I do, sometimes. I do yeah. like that, but I don't like that you can hear the play calls and stuff. That's the only thing that throws yeah. me off. That's, yeah. that's can, too can much I to me. a serious question, though, on that regard? How is it that the commentator – so I did watch a couple games of the XFL. Well, I'd say that a game and a half because I was bored. Um, but there is, you know, the commentators over here saying, oh, the, he's saying this, that's what they're running. How the hell does a commentator know <laughs> what play they're going to run before? And the defense can't freaking figure it out. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you. They run up the left side. Yeah, and I totally they run agree with you. Side. He'll break it down to like, this is exactly what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> like, well, he's saying this. This means couldn't, this. Couldn't you just go back and rewatch that? And now you have their, like, do you have to come up with a new playbook every week? I don't know. There, There is some things that I look mm -hmm. at. I just, don't like, I just don't like. Does the job after predicting the game? <laughs> yeah. Is play I mean, right? It was like better than Tony Romo predicting what's going to happen next. So, I mean, it was, it was some crazy stuff. Um, and, it, and it's been happening in all of the XFL games. But let's move on to the better football league, and that's the NFL. Uh, I'm going to start off with Derek Carr to the Saints. This was big news, and it wasn't really shocking to me. I saw this one coming because if you remember a little while back, if my memory serves me correctly, I should have looked this up and, and uh, fact-checked myself beforehand. But if you guys remember, help me out here. The Raiders, before completely cutting uh, Derek Carr, they were trying to trade him to the Saints. And Derek Carr had the option to decline that trade because of the situation that he was in. Now, he declines that, and they have to release him and pay him his money. Now, he goes over and he says, Hey, Saints, I hear you're interested in me. And he signs with the Saints in free agency. I mean, this was a, an awesome move, not only for him, but also for the Saints, because the Saints didn't have to give anything up. They got him. They didn't have to trade anything. I mean, that was amazing. I don't know if you guys kind of followed that storyline at all. 
uh, Blake, I kind of see, see you kind of nodding your head. Did you kind of see that storyline? And uh, I mean, what do you think about, about uh, Derek Carr going to the Saints? I actually like it, man. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I think it's a great pickup for the Saints. Uh, this is a team that, that leans on their defense. Uh, they're, they got a really good defense over there in New Orleans, and they just needed a quarterback last year. Man, they have weapons, you know. And I know Derek Carr is licking his chops with Chris Olave out there, uh, oh, yeah. keep him healthy, and then hopefully Michael Thomas can come back. Toe, and man. Yeah, that, you know, I mean, hopefully this can get him right, though, with a guy like Derek Carr, a guy – that, that can get him the football and everything. Hopefully he can get straightened out. Uh, you keep Kamara healthy, uh, and and I really like what the Saints are doing, man. Look, it's probably not a Super Bowl pickup, No, let's be honest, but this is to get you out of uh, – this is to get you out of the dumpster fire that you were – uh, kind of heading towards and in my opinion they're the they're the new favorite in this awful awful division I mean this division is you lose Tom Brady um, I mean Carolina's a dumpster fire Atlanta they come out today and said hey we're not going after Lamar Jackson uh, it's Desmond Ritter season so you know that is whatever that is up there in Atlanta and so Look, you got to be happy as a Saints fan. Uh, you're the you're the head honcho in, in the in the division, so uh, you know win it and get to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I see. I, I like. I agree with you a lot too. I like him going there. Uh, I, I'm not big on Derek Carr. I don't think he's great, but what you said, they lean on their defense a lot, and that's that's mm-hmm. important for them. Uh, and I, I do think that's a good team for him to go to. And they need yep. a quarterback badly. Uh, and and you brought up Tom Brady too. They're missing Tom Brady. Who's gonna Who's gonna Step up as the, as the next next QB up in that that division. So totally. But uh, Britton, what's your thoughts on Derek Carr to the Saints? Whoopie do. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm not as hyped as you as you guys may be. I guess my thought is like, hey, listen, man, how about you draft a quarterback? There are plenty of other quarterbacks in in the league that are coming to the league this year. Draft a young kid and, and get started. No, I don't. I don't like this year's this year's QB class. Uh, I, I disagree with you. I think if you're gonna, yeah. if you need a quarterback this year, you ride it out with whoever you got on your 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 roster, whoever you but can pick up in free agency. Because next year you've got some monsters that are coming in, uh, and even the class after that is stacked. So I, I think next year would be the the year to get a quarterback. But I don't know. Uh, I think there's better options at young quarterback than Derek Carr. I mean, yeah, listen, you got a quarterback. You got a guy that can. Can, you know, has experience throwing a football, but that's not. I'm not impressed. Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll he'll change my mind. But whoopie do. That's my impression. <laughs> you got something out in there, Blake? I was just gonna ask Britton. Uh, so you would draft <laughs> Anthony Richardson uh, instead of grabbing Derek Carr, or or even a Will Levis? Like I'm not impressed with either one of those. After seeing and, what Richardson did in the combine, I'm a little more impressed. So throwing a over so, Derek Hart. So throwing a football in spandex shorts, uh, sixty yards with uh, nobody else on the field but a receiver. I'm sorry, man. I just I, I like I watched him play week in and week out in the SEC, and I just don't think. I don't well, know. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I just don't think. He's, I like him. I think. I think he's going to make. 
a better quarterback in the NFL with with an NFL caliber team around him than what, even what he did in college. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony Richards is a solid pickup for anybody who gets him. Yeah, I mean, I I think he did, he did well in the in the combine, but I I do agree. I think waiting off just a little bit, get yourself a veteran quarterback. I, I like the pickup personally, but uh, Jeremy, I see you kind of just taking it all in and laughing at the at the disagreement we got. What you got, Jeremy? This is a lot to take in. Holy cow! <laughs> but um, to me, I, I'm kind of a Blake. I think it's I think it's a good idea. I mean, mm-hmm. previous quarterback. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was Andy Dalton. Correct. Uh, Andy Dalton and yep. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Two guys yeah. with a broken back. Like, what are you? And then do Taysom that? Hill yeah. had to come in. Yeah. I mean, well, you still got I, Taysom I, Hill. Yeah. For me, I was I'm a Cincinnati fan. I didn't like Andy Dalton to begin with. To be completely honest with you, like, I think it's a good door opener for New Orleans. Like you guys have said, they rely on their defense. Like they have great mm. defense, but like, in it's it's too early, obviously, to tell, but, I mean, give it time with the Saints, and just like any other part, but they'll get their, they'll get their feet wet, and they got to get everything situated. I mean, for Kareem, for almost what, a four-year deal? I believe so. I think so, but I'm all ears for it. I mean, I'm excited for it. Maybe open the door for the Saints. But then, like you guys say, it's not a Super Bowl pick, but, I mean, it's – it's definitely something to open the door to. I mean, you you can be all wrong, but, I mean, you never know until the season's here. Yeah, the only but thing when, I don't like Derek about Carr this. Derek does absolutely nothing this year. I will buy a T-shirt that says, whoopie do and I'll wear it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'll, I'll make oh. one for you, too. I'll, I'll, get one, I'll get one put up on the Let's on make the one for the whole crew. Yeah. Whoopie <laughs> But, no, the, the only thing I don't like with this Derek Carr, I, I don't have the numbers pulled up in front of me. Uh, unless maybe one of you guys want to pull that up. Um, but, you know, with, with Derek Carr, the, the only thing I see is Derek Carr sees Geno Smith, and I see a lot of a lot of people talking about this, Geno Smith getting his money, uh, and Derek Carr kind of expects the same thing. But w- what mm-hmm. Derek Carr needs to realize and what the Saints need to realize when they're talking to Derek Carr is, hey, listen, the reason why Geno got Geno money, he got some big-time money up there in Seattle, is because Geno just now stepped out and he had a, a phenomenal year. And mm-hmm. he's he's mm-hmm. looking like he can actually help this team do something. What you just now did with the Raiders last year, that was absolute dookie. That was garbage. All right, so don't you be stepping in here and acting like you're better than Geno Smith just because Geno Smith has only been a, a, a real starter in the NFL for, for this past season. Uh, I mean, you have to take take your step back and realize where you're at as a player and say, hey, I'm willing to come in here and prove myself rather than just expecting that Geno money just because Geno got it. Uh, and, and that's mm-hmm. the only thing I have. But did you did any of you guys have pull that numbers up, pull the numbers up on him or anything? He's he's pretty much a 60% passer throughout his career from 14 Did, did you see the contract numbers though? I think it was um I had it pulled up earlier. Overpaid. <laughs> Overpaid. No, it's it's not that important, but yeah, I mean, I, that's the only thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the only thing I don't like with it is, I do think I do think he was slightly overpaid for the moment. Um, but he will I think he's, He should be able to prove that. He will throw his hundredth interception with the Saints, though. That's cool. He's at ninety nine right now. Yeah, I mean, he's he he was interception. Well, no, I'm I'm thinking of Dak when I'm thinking interception prone last year. Mm. Dak was Dak was bad. 
but That's Derek funny. Carr didn't do well last year at all. Um, not not a hundred percent his fault, but he he, he has a lot of room to, to grow, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I think. I think he has been a good player. I think he can be a good player. So that's the only reason why I like him going over to the Saints. And the way that he did it, that shows the the organization that, hey, I'm, a, I'm coming to you guys to help you, mm-hmm. to help the team. So, uh, you know, that's that's what I like about that whole situation for sure. Um, but let's let's go over to the, the NFL Combine. I don't know how much you guys paid attention to it. I didn't pay a whole lot of t- attention, but I was trying to keep my eyes on it to see what was going on, what players are looking good. I'm not a huge fan of the combine personally. Uh, I, I don't think, like what, what Blake brought up a moment ago, when there are certain positions that I think the combine can help. Uh, I think like your blocking drills for your O-line and uh, even even maybe your, your shuttle drills and stuff like that help you kind of gauge certain aspects for, for skill players, their cuts and stuff like that, route running. Uh, but overall, like quarterbacks, for example, throwing the ball, that doesn't say a whole lot to me. You're standing there in shorts and a shirt. You don't have shoulder pads on. Uh, you don't have a helmet on. Uh, you don't have any defense coming at you, no pressure whatsoever, all that kind of stuff. So the combine is just kind of iffy for me. Uh, and I also don't think the 40-yard dash is very important for most uh, positions. You know, linebacker position, not super not super important. Uh, you know, maybe for your, your wide receivers, maybe for your running back so you can see how fast they can snap off the ball and get going maybe your 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 defensive backs um, but overall uh nfl combine was this last weekend uh, last thursday through saturday thursday through sunday um but anyways you know we we saw a lot of guys get up there uh, i was I was, I was happy to see some of the oklahoma guys do pretty well overall um, mm-hmm. but i wanted to hear from you guys who do you guys see uh, who have you guys heard of looked into from the combine that you see that maybe because the combine the good thing with the combine is that Every scout is looking at you now. Every every uh, most of the coaches are going to be there. You can talk to them in person. Um, but what players do you guys see as maybe being winners or losers? Uh, Jeremy, I know you've been kind of quiet over on your end. So Jeremy, did you have any winners or losers from the combine? I mean, I haven't watched a lot of the combine either. I'm going to be completely honest. But from what yeah. little of the combine that I've watched, I've watched a lot of the 40s, and I'm in the same boat. Like, it's not. It's not my cup of tea. Like you guys said, y'all don't spandex. Y'all don't have defensive line coming at you. And like, be thankful you don't have those defensive linemen coming at you. 300-plus-pound <laughs> defensive linemen coming at you full speed. I crap my pants. I'm not going to lie with you. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, from for a winner's perspective, I know there's been a lot of talk about C.J. Stroud and his arm ability and everybody. But for – I can't remember who it was. He ran a 4-2-2 in the – in the 40. Uh, 4-3-3. Yeah. Um, he's been getting a lot of talking. Like you said, Josh, this is the time to where you're going to get noticed. This is your best prime opportunity to just give it everything you got hands down every day of the combine. But mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch much of the combine outside of what little I just said. But, I mean, me personally, the winner-wise – Obviously, everyone's going to be looking for your your quarterbacks, wideouts, and everybody. But for losers, it's like I really can't put a particular mindset or like particular spot on a loser. But I mean, I'm kind of short for words on that kind of topic. But I mean, I don't really know what else to put it to you. No, no, you're you're good. I mean, like like I said, I don't I don't really expect everybody 
uh, to, to put together too much from the combine. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of something, like I said, for the most part, you're going to see most of that coming from your engagement with the coaches and GMs and stuff like that. That's where most of the, the good stuff comes yeah. from, from the combine. But, uh, Britton, I, I don't know if you caught much. I know you, you're probably following at least your Nebraska guys in the combine. Do you have any winners or losers from the combine? I do. I'd, I'd have to say my winner for the – I don't necessarily have a loser for the combine. Um, but we, I will say I think uh, maybe you guys are selling the combine a little short. I think there's – whether you're throwing a ball in spandex or not, or, you know, running these, you know, 40 yard dash or the hurdles or, or whatever, or I mean the uh, shuttle race or whatever, the amount of pressure that's on a kid at the combine to be able to perform at your best in any circumstance with that amount of pressure is incredible sure. to me with the GMs being there. Uh, you're constantly talking to coaches. Like this is, this is your career. This is what you've worked all of high school and college uh, for. So I, I give these guys a lot of props for throwing in, in spandex even, you know. But uh, the, the number one receiver, fastest wide receiver in uh, college football, Trey Palmer, had uh, had the fastest 40, uh, really showcased his ability to, uh, you know, get, get going quick. Man, that kid can catch the ball. I'm, I was really excited for him. I think that's going to help his draft, uh, you know, draft stock quite a bit. So I'm curious to see where he goes. I know a lot of people were saying, obviously, Nebraska didn't have the season uh, to back it up. So people were kind of worried that he might get a later draft you know, draft pick. But I think he's definitely bumped his stock up. Not only that, but he, he had outstanding numbers at Nebraska. I mean, really showcased what he can do. Um, and then to pull off a 40, uh, I think you know, three, or four, four, three, four, uh, two, I think is what he ran, which is incredibly fast. So – very happy for him and uh you know curious to see what that can do for him yeah yeah i mean it, it's it's always fun to see your your players get into it too and kind of check them out and i i don't i don't think the combine's a total waste of time it's just there's certain aspects of it i don't i don't quite agree with there's there's just too much that doesn't really say whether you're a good player or not but there are some aspects that you can get from it as a scout and stuff like that and i think most scouts even tell you the same too but uh, blake you have any winners or losers from the the combine this year yeah, man. Look, uh, one of the reasons why I don't take it like too serious is because uh, I think that your stock comes off of film. All right. And sure. we've watched you for three to four years and everything. And and we, we've seen it all on the tape. OK. And yeah, like perfect example that I like to tell people is um, uh, Buddy for the Jets. Uh, quarterback. What's his name? Uh, oh, uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. All right. Uh, a couple years ago, he gets out there at the combine and he jumps in the air and twists and throws the ball sixty yards and hits the guy on a just absolute dime. And everybody's like, "Oh, you know, Zach Wilson. He's the next great." And uh, he's about to be without a job. So, like, uh, like other players, like, come out and they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to throw at the combine. I'll just throw at the pro day and all this stuff. So, it's just like you get to pick and choose what you want to do. And it's just like it's not as serious as it used to be. And, like, nowadays it's just, oh, well, you know, I'm not feeling well, so I'm going to just sit out. Uh, but one, one loser – in my opinion, I'm going to stick to two receivers. And one guy that lost to me uh, is Kayshawn Butte, uh, the wide receiver from LSU. Uh, this mm -hmm. is a guy that was supposed to be 
the next great. I mean, he, he, he absolutely was a dog at LSU, was one of the most talented receivers in the Southeastern Conference. And he gets to the combine, man, and he runs a 4-5-40, all right? His second attempt, they were saying he ran like a 4-6. All right, so uh, he was expected to run like a a four four, like uh, you know, sub four four. You know, so uh, that was insane to me. Uh, his his vertical jump was twenty nine inches. That's yeah. that's awful. That's All right, really and and yeah, and so uh, he just broad jump was one hundred and eight inches. Uh, it's it's just like the numbers didn't add up, man. Like. I know he's like much more talented than what he put on at the combine and everything. And his numbers just weren't there. But one guy, when I watched the receivers go, man, was uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I know he took a lot of heat this season for not playing for the hamstring. And some people said, oh, he could have played and he didn't play. But when I watch a pure route runner, and the guy with maybe some of the softest hands that I've ever seen, Jackson Smith and Jigba, can catch a dang football, man. Like, he can, for sure. I mean, the dude is unbelievable. Uh, his route running, just coming in and out of the breaks, man, he is insane to watch. So, for all the people that actually doubted him and said, oh, you know, he's sliding out of the first round, I don't know if I would take him. There's some there's some issues there. He basically just quit on his team at Ohio State. Uh, no way you can pass a guy like that up. So those are the two guys that I kind of looked at. Uh, and obviously everybody's high on Anthony Richardson now, so obviously he won. Uh, and I'm just sick of hearing him being compared to Cam Newton, man. I'm, like, so tired of it. Don't ever – Don't Lamar Jackson combined, right? Don't ever <laughs> – don't ever. All right, man. I'm, I'm upset that you had him. to bring that up too, because I was I was gonna jab at you with it too. Like, you know what, Anthony Richardson, he might be the next Cam Newton. No, I, mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. I don't I don't see it. Like, I I just don't see it. He doesn't have the same playing style at all. Um, Mm-mm. I mean, he, he runs fast, but is that the only I'm thing not- you have to to do? Um, <laughs> Josh, Josh, they said he they the the ex Vikings GM said that he was a better passer than Cam, and I'm just like, man, stop! No. Like the you're, man you're was an NFL. He was talking about a dude that yeah. didn't have a passing touchdown in what the first three or four weeks, four games, yeah, four, I mean, four games. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no, no, uh, not at all. Yeah, so I mean, I, no, I, I totally agree with you. Don't compare him to Cam, um, but. I, I do I do have Anthony Richardson on, on my winner board only because he obviously got a lot more attention for the way that he was throwing and, and just overall mm-hmm. competitiveness that he had. Uh, and I think he surprised people with how well he did. And so I do have him on as my winner. Uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back to the quarterbacks. One one guy, because I know uh, you brought up uh, Butte. I was gonna bring him up as a loser because that was big time. Just you you just made yourself look like a fool in front of all mm-hmm. these guys. Um, but another loser I had was Will Levis. So Will Levis had a video just before the combine of him slinging darts, and I was like, man, his arm might be better than what I thought it was. But who knows? Let's let's see what he's got. You know, he's gonna throw at the at the NFL combine, and he comments on it, and he says, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be throwing at the NFL combine because I got a cannon and I want to show it show it off. Mm. That that cannon was not on on point at all. Uh, and that cannon, oh my goodness, he 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 did not look good. Uh, and, and so I, I put him on my loser board, Will Levis. I know we are not high on Will Levis uh, as a podcast overall when it comes to NFL draft 
you know, mock drafts and stuff like that. But man, I mean, yeah, Will Levis was definitely one of my losers just because he was hyping himself up and came out there and he couldn't adjust. Uh, and that was mainly the big thing. He's trying to, to adjust to do things that he knows that the scouts want to see rather than him just sling it. They, they want to see him adjust to, to certain aspects, uh, you know, of, of whether it be the route, uh, you know, and, and control his, his speed and timing and stuff like that. And that's what messed him up. Uh, and so, yeah, he was big time on my loser board. But uh, anything does else you Max, wanted, to, wanted to throw in there on the, on the NFL combine? Does Max Duggins slip to the third or later rounds before somebody picks him up? I think yes. so. I think third. Third would be a good guess. Possibly second if somebody really sees a fit. I just don't know where his style can fit in in the NFL. I just want honestly. to see him succeed. I do. I, I want to Absolutely. see him succeed. Uh, maybe he goes down to the XFL and proves something uh, and steps up. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the Saints could have picked him up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just I don't see where he fits a scheme really well in the NFL. But uh, let's jump over to the NHL. The NHL. I know Britain's watching his Penguins right now. Uh, how are they doing right now? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Uh, they're not doing good. Oh dang. Okay. I was just telling him. I was just telling him they're going against the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets are terrible. They they got this. So the uh, Pens have given up two of their two goals already, shorthanded goals. Uh, shorthanded? Probably, probably wasted five or six goals on all, that they've had on their own. Uh, crossbar, not catching the pass. Uh, it's Man, they're just finding a way to really kill me. Inside. And they, they need this win tonight to be in the playoffs, right? No, no. They just, if they get this win, they'll be first. First place. Oh, okay, I got you. Wild. I got you. So just a better, better yeah. position in your wild card matchup. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those, yeah. So those, I mean, split in second place, even with a loss. See, I'm I'm happy with them for being able to to make it to the playoffs because there was a moment mm -hmm. there where I thought, man, they may not make it, uh, and, and they finally mm -hmm. put just enough wins together to, to put themselves in there. So that's that's good. But you know, NHL season, it's it is coming to an end, uh, and we, we aren't gonna. Man, it's it's March, so I want to talk about March Madness coming up. But we're we're gonna fill out a bracket and do that too. Yeah. Um. But we'll talk about NHL. We'll we'll talk really soon, uh, as soon as we can. Hopefully, we can keep our schedule. Uh, kind of online mm -hmm. and stuff and, and keep outside interference uh, away but with the nhl it's been getting crazy too uh just like we see in, in march madness every year uh who do you guys have you know i know we talked about this in the past but who do you guys see right now with it coming closer that you're thinking man they're kind of surprising me down this stretch because this is the moment this is the time where it really matters uh blake you got somebody in mind man i'll be honest with you uh i i kind of Look, people, people like me and my brother, we were just talking a minute ago. He kind of jumped on me for it. But um, I like the Devils, man. And, and I look, I know they're young and everything. Uh, but I like, I just like the swagger and, and they score, man. They I, score. I totally and um, Jack Hughes for that. <laughs> yeah, for big time. And, and, you know, my brother was on me because he's like, man, they're just so inexperienced. But, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people want to say Boston and everything. They want to say, you know, they're the they're the favorites and everything over there. And and but every year, man, I feel like the NHL is the most unpredictable uh, playoffs in in professional sports, in my opinion, because I feel like the one seed never wins it, dude. Yeah. Like, like last year it was the Florida Panthers and they were just like, you know, clearly out in front for so long and they get into the playoffs and they get waxed. So it's like, 
you know, it's the most unpredictable playoff. Uh, it doesn't matter, man. If you get in in the NHL playoffs, you can win it. But I like the Devils, man. I really and look, I, I know the the Rangers, and I love the Rangers. I love watching them play. Uh, but I really, really enjoy the Devils, man. No, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for the Rangers. Uh, I, I think they have a good shot yeah. to make it far, uh, maybe maybe past the second round uh, if they keep it up. But, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And they, they keep on getting hot at the right moments. They were really hot in the beginning to midseason. Mm-hmm. They had a little spurt where it was like, man, I don't know about the Devils right now. They're going to have a hard mm-hmm. time. And now they're getting on that hot streak really when it matters. Uh, and so, yeah, no, I totally agree with you, man. I, I like the way they play. They're aggressive. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and really aggressive on offense. But, uh, Jeremy, I know you're big into hockey. You were even talking about a whole weekend full of hockey. Uh, <laughs> I don't see your Capitals winning it this year, but who do you who do you see uh, kind of pulling away with everything this year? I don't even want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but Blake said it the best. You can't you, – you're, you're so unpredictable with the NHL. But if I had to – outside of everyone, like you said, Blake, for – Boston pulling everybody with how fantastic they're doing this season, and since I can't say the Capitals, since we're uh, we're not doing so great, um, I'm almost kind of the same plate as you, Blake. I like the Devils. Just outside of the swagger, um, their backup goalie Akira Schmidt actually played here in Sioux City, and I've actually gotten to talk to him. He's a phenomenal stat, and um, he played here in. 2019, then um, he was a phenomenal goalie here for Sioux City. But if I had to pick another team outside of New Jersey and Boston, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers were knocking on the door outside of the trade that they got from Patrick Kane. And I know you're so ecstatic about that one, Josh. Yeah, I know. But listen, so how long does it take for a man to finally just take the puck and learn how to score? I mean, I get it. You got to get used to the chemistry, but let's get it going. Like, he what's was up? backbone with Chicago, man. I mean, I had really, to hold he was that in. Since he got, huh? I had to hold that information in, and he finally gets there, and it just looks like nothing. You know, I don't, I don't know about this, but no, I, I, I agree with you, man. I'm, I'm excited to see him play. I think he has enough time. Has he scored yet with the Rangers? Uh, I don't think he scored any goals. I think no, he's I don't. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know think he so. He contributed hardly anything. I know he's had a lot of chemistry with Artini Panarin, who's with the Rangers as well. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. When they were both in Chicago, they were really like bread and butter. They always Panarin knew is the where guy. to go. Yeah, Artini yeah, Panarin's mean, the guy for. And even Savannah Jab with yeah, the Rangers. With, with, yeah, between Savannah mm-hmm. and Panarin, those are the guys. Keep keep giving them the puck. I mean, that's that's the way to go exactly. because those guys mm-hmm. are on fire. I mean, Shostergin in the net. He's been. It's just like any other thing. You can have one great day. You can have one really, really bad day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're tough. gonna. That's how it is in hockey, and that's how it is in any sport in general. I mean, yeah. you're not gonna be perfect in, in any situation. If you're gonna be perfect, why even watch a sport? But I mean, that's what makes the NHL so fun. Like, you can pick one team. Like, oh, okay, they're gonna be great this whole year. Then you look twelve games down the road. Man, they look like a dumpster fire. Then I mean. It's still anybody's game, but if I had to honestly give a strong run, my top three teams outside of Boston, New Jersey, um, New Jersey, New York, and even possibly seeing the Minnesota Wild even stick their nose in. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, the Wild's a, a, a big shock to me. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought the Wild early in the season, uh, I felt like the Wild and the Avalanche were the two teams I was really paying attention to because I know you have the – 
the you know the championship hangover, but I think the Avalanche might be able to to, to kind of break that off with the talent that they have returning this year. Uh, but mm. they haven't really done near as much as what I what I thought from them. But I, I like Minnesota, Britain. I know your Penguins probably aren't going to win at all, but who do you have winning winning everything? Now? <laughs> so as far as Penguins, I hope they don't make the playoffs. So I can say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen boys boston's up boston's got eight more wins on the season right now than anybody yeah. boston is is the best team in the nhl right now but like you said before the best team doesn't always win and as i'm watching right now columbus <laughs> the penguins obviously the better team doesn't always win so you know you got teams like you know Carolina, Carolina's looking pretty good this year. For sure. I could see Carolina making a nice run. Even Toronto. You know, I wouldn't count Toronto out of it either. Yeah, I mean, I I have a hard, yeah, I have a hard time, (laughs) I have a hard time putting any kind of faith behind a Canadian team bringing the cup home. I don't think it's going there. What, what, what was it like? 64? eh? How how long has it been since, since it was back in Canada? Oh, might have been before that. Five? Something yeah, like it's that. Been a while. Wow. It's been a long Toronto's time. Toronto's winning right now one and nothing against New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they are playing tough this year, though. Yeah. But, yeah, I know Britain had Toronto up there the last time we talked about it. Uh, still keeping them in the, in the mix. I, I, I kind of agree with Blake. I look at Boston, and they've been on fire all season long. And it's, it's really hard in any sport to be that team. Uh, that's kind of the same reason why, like, when I look over at March Madness, I don't, I don't see a championship, a national championship team in, in Alabama who's just been on fire, killing everybody. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. Uh, and, you know, and, and that's the same thing with the NHL looking over at the Bruins. I, I just don't see the championship mentality yeah. within them. There's uh, there's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. I know. I know it's, it's, it, they, they are on fire but i feel like it's gonna something's gonna give in the playoffs i just i have that gut feeling um but i I don't know i mean i i I think i think they're probably the favorite to win it all just because how they're playing right now but i feel like there's something's got to give over there again what was that is stephen camper still over there no i don't think so uh no back i thought he he, he, he did go back, back for a moment. Uh, I know he was in the in the uh, he was a captain for USA this last time that they were playing. I think last year, uh, something like that. So that was quite a fun, quite a bit of fun and everything. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, he's not back with them right now. But no, I, I, I'm I'm looking around the league, and like there's there's certain teams that I look at, and I, I know we're talking about one seeds, but I'm just talking about like with Boston. I, it's not necessarily one seed that makes it hard for me to to get behind them because of it, you know just how it, how it usually works out. But for Boston, it's just because they're so hot uh, throughout the entire yeah. season um, that it's hard for me to be like, man, they're going to get be, be able to carry that through the entire playoffs. The playoffs is mm-hmm. is just a different animal. Um, but mm-hmm. with the Vegas Knights, they're bumped up to the one seed in the Pacific right now. And I've been watching some of the, the, the nights recently. I was watching the other night, and I told my wife, I said, hey, I don't remember what game it was now. I'm, I'm, it's slipping my mind. But, you know, I, I was telling my wife, like, you know, I, I know that, you know, who they're playing against right now, that it, they are controlling the puck. They're keeping it in their position the whole time, but they're not getting any shots off. And Vegas was playing, and it looked like they were just very relaxed the way that they were playing. Uh, and, and that's kind of been their play style all season long. Where at least from what I've seen is where they lay back 
and they let you waste all of your energy, take take it all the way down to the attacking zone, not be able to get a, a, a lane to shoot in and just keep on wasting your energy. And then all of a sudden, once they get the puck, they're they're on an attack and, and they're yeah. taking it down to a goal. So I'm, I'm kind of looking at Vegas thinking, I know you guys got it in your in your inaugural uh, uh, year in in the uh, you know your in, inaugural uh, season, but you got there, but you weren't able to finish it off. Uh, thanks to Jeremy's Caps being able to beat him off in, in the in the uh, yes, Stanley Cup. But now I, I see the way that they're playing right now. Maybe this can be your first Stanley Cup. I don't know if they're going to be able to carry it all the way through the playoffs. But that's another team that I kind of want to throw in the mix, just because they're playing at a really good. A really good scheme right now, uh, and, and I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, they're they're definitely a lot of fun to look at. Um, let's jump over to men's baseball. Uh, I, I don't feel like a whole lot to say since it's early in the season. A lot of baseball to be to be played. Um, but Blake, I know you've probably been watching a little more baseball than probably the rest of us uh, at all. But you know who who's who's looking good at the beginning of the season right now? Who's who's your team that you're thinking like, man, they look good. <laughs> Uh, I know you're going to say Auburn, but you know who, who, who's who's looking good right now in college baseball. Man, look, uh, the the Southeastern Conference. Uh, by the way, I will always hammer this home as the greatest conference in college <laughs> athletics across it is the board in 2025. Uh, hey, hey, we're glad to have you. All right, uh, we're glad to have you. Uh, we can't wait for Oklahoma and Texas, and and now they're. Some people are saying that Florida State and somebody else in the ACC yeah. might come on over. So yeah. uh, that'll be awesome. Definitely interesting. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, but but man, the SEC with seven. Um, let's see here. Uh, you got LSU, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Florida, Florida Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. Arkansas. In the that's just in the top ten. Then yeah. I know you got Alabama, Texas A and M, South Carolina. Uh, I know you got those cats down there in the top twenty five. But dude, this conference, I mean, it's insane. But this LSU baseball team, man, uh, this LSU baseball team from top to bottom. Uh, I know they're ten and one. Uh, I believe their one loss was to Iowa. Uh, in a yeah. in a neutral site game, uh, I was stuck it to them pretty good. But uh, you know they got guys like Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz, who who might be the national player of the year. Uh, they're just uh, Tommy Tanks transferred in from NC State to LSU. I know he's been banged up. He got hurt their first game. Slowly working his way back. Uh, they're just loaded, man, from top to bottom, one through nine. Uh, in the lineup, and their pitching staff looks to be the part in the Southeastern Conference. So next week, SEC play begins. Uh, my Auburn Tigers are nine one and one. They're currently up three to nothing over UAB right now. Uh, they predicted us to finish sixth or seventh in the SEC West, but they also predicted us to finish that last year. Ended up making up a, a trip to Omaha, Nebraska. So man, one thing about college baseball is. It's so early in the season, man. You have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, last sure. year, last year, man, Auburn. Uh, I remember we lost a game to Yale. Okay, we lost a game to Yale. Uh, Yale come from behind and beat us. We were beating them like four to one. Bullpen gave up a couple runs. We ended up losing five to four uh, in the ninth. And so a lot of people panicked, and you know, you ended up. Uh, turning it around and making it to Omaha, and you lost one of your stud pitchers in the process. Uh, 
We played a weekend series against Tennessee last year, had him go down, uh, Hayden Mullins, and uh, he was done for the year, and we had a guy step up and uh, take over. He was our midweek starter, and he took over that third slot and ended up making a magical run. But right now, man, you got LSU, Tennessee, the defending national champions, Ole Miss, uh, they can they can very well be right back there this year in the in the title game. So I'm still uh, bitter when you bring up Ole Miss, man. That that was a, dude, a tough one to lose uh, in the way that they you lost know, it. But you know, Josh, you know they were wanting to fire their head coach. They were wanting to yeah. fire their head coach in the middle I mean, of the season last year. Yeah, the the story. Really? I, I love oh, yes. I love that. So they they barely squeeze in to yes. the, to the to the tournament at all into the, the college world series. End up coming yes. back, and Oklahoma, who was just on a tear in the last run of the season, and Oklahoma, mm-hmm. that that was, I don't, I, I haven't really watched a whole lot of Oklahoma baseball, but from what I understand, that was one of the best Oklahoma teams when they were firing on all cylinders there at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and and yeah. their their pitchers were phenomenal. They had some some things like some coaching that I just didn't agree with in that national championship game. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, overall, no, Ole Miss, yeah, that was a really cool story too last year, but. They're, they're looking like they're they're really good again already. You, you know, we played Oklahoma in our first game last year, Auburn, uh, yeah. and we played we played you guys in Arlington, Texas, uh, at the Ranger Stadium, man. And and yeah. you guys, uh, you hit a home run late, and I think I think y'all beat us four to two or something. It was really close. It was, yeah. It, yeah, it was a dang good game. Uh, but um, man, the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve is another really stacked conference when you look at it in college baseball. Uh, from you know, top to bottom, it's 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 another one of those conferences. Yeah, let's let's give another a, a real quick shout out to TCU. So TCU starts yeah. off this this year with their football program. Yeah, they're they're good, <laughs> they're undefeated, but I mean, they're not going to do anything, you know. And then like they keep on winning. Okay, well, I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're decent, but they, I mean, do they really deserve to be in the playoffs? They lose the Big Twelve championship game in a tough and and really really tough loss. The way that they lost. And mm-hmm. still squeeze into the playoffs. Well, they're going to get killed by Michigan, so what's the point? And they beat Michigan, and they handle that game really well. Uh, now, we won't talk about the national championship game, but they made it there, all right? So TCU, and that's yeah. that's a really cool season for them to have made it there. I wish they could have performed a little better in, in the national championship. Give us something to watch. Um, but other than that, you know, when, when you see that, that's a phenomenal season. Uh, their baseball team is doing really good now. Uh, and in basketball, they're doing really good right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there uh, was one of their women's sports. They're doing really well right now. I think it's women's basketball as well, uh, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, so, I mean, just TCU, huge shout-out to that whole school right now and everything they're going through, uh, being able to pull things together the way they have. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess between you, uh, Britton, and Jeremy, you guys got anything else on college baseball right now? I'm a, I'm a pretty big Big Ten fan, obviously, with Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, I've watched, been able to watch all the Nebraska games this year. Uh, they struggled a little bit uh, opening weekend <coughs> there um, in San Diego. Uh, nonetheless, San Diego is pretty solid. Got a solid, solid ball club over there. Uh, since then, man, the pitchers have started finding you know, the rhythm. I think their bullpen needs to get a little deeper, uh, a little more experience. Hopefully throughout the season will help them. But, man, Nebraska is looking really good. They just won 12-1 to 1 today. Um huh. So definitely excited about excited about that. And actually, I think last weekend, uh, speaking of the SEC, I believe Vanderbilt was ranked number three, and Nebraska knocked them off. Yeah, is that yeah, right, I mean, Blake? Were they? Yeah, 
Yeah, and and so, Vanderbilt's that's a pretty big Vanderbilt's eight and four, and they're still ranked number seven in the country. That's how much respect the voters have right. for Vanderbilt. So, yeah, yeah I mean yeah. Vanderbilt. So was, if, they, if they've got one one program other than mathematics that does well, baseball. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that's that's something you can give Vanderbilt for sure. I mean, that's that's a pretty big win for the Huskers there uh, to get the get the road against win against a team like Vandy. So. I'm excited to see what uh, Nebraska can do. I like Blue Bolt. I think he's a hell of a coach and excited to see, you know, they made a pretty big run a couple of years back. Um, so I'm excited for, for some college baseball. Yeah, I will say I like college baseball more than the MLB personally. Uh, I think there's way more heart in it. Uh, it's it's a lot mm-hmm. more fun. It, it's a faster paced game, I feel like, too. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and it might, might just be the way that I look at it. Um, but I know I'm going to probably upset at least one of you guys uh, and, and maybe even others by saying this. If I had to rank all, all of the, you know, with, with, with baseball, you've got MLB and, the, and college ba- you know, men's college baseball. I like both mm-hmm. of those. I, I think the, the college baseball more than MLB. But I like softball, women's softball, more than even college baseball. Uh, and I, I think it wow. deserves way more respect. Uh, and, of course, I know, you, I know you guys are going to say, well, yeah, because you're an Oklahoma fan. Blah, blah, blah. Uh-uh. Oklahoma is, is freaking deno- just completely dominant. Uh, and so, you know, a few, a few weeks back, uh, Oklahoma loses a tough game against Baylor. It was by one point, uh, four to three, just a slow game. And it just seemed like the girls were worn out from a long weekend. And so they bump them down to number two. And whenever I see this, this post on Facebook about the rankings, I see UCLA fans getting on there and just – ripping into Oklahoma. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it was, if it was an actual affiliated account with UCLA, but I saw UCLA accounts and tearing into Oklahoma. We're the real number one step aside. You know, you you can uh, take your step down to number two and all this disrespect. And I'm thinking, huh, that's, that's fascinating, but sure. Okay. Whatever. We'll give it to UCLA for, for a week. Cause guess who's on the schedule. You're going to have to play Oklahoma. All right. Mm. So they come and they play Oklahoma and what happens? For those who don't know, in, in college, uh, in women's college softball, they have a run rule to where I don't remember, I should have had the, the, the rule pulled up uh, for me. I don't remember the point system and how many points per, you know, by it's, specific innings. Do you know that, Blake? Yeah, it's 10 after 5. 10 or, after 5. Is it, or is it 8 after 5? I think it's I, I think 8, it's after, eight five. after 5. And eight, 10 eight after, after five. 6. Something or, like that, yeah. You know, so as as the innings go on, it kind of grows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you, you've got you've got this run rule where basically we're just going to call it after five innings. You know, mm-hmm. so Oklahoma ends up run ruling the number one team in the nation, UCLA, who couldn't shut their mouth just a little bit. Twelve, I think it was twelve to one, if I remember right. Uh, either twelve to one or fourteen to one. Uh, and so mm-hmm. you know, that, that, I, I mean, I don't know. I just fourteen to one. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and so it's just fun to see that, uh, to see Oklahoma come back. And Oklahoma's got a dynasty right now uh, in, in women's softball. And that's that's really what mm-hmm. got me into it. I was like, sure, I'll watch it. I had a buddy of mine want, want to watch uh, softball a few years back. And I was like, sure. And he's a Florida State fan. And so I was watching the Florida State softball. They're good. Uh, and then, you know, it was the first year uh, of, of this current dynasty for Oklahoma. And so I'm like, oh, cool, Oklahoma's in the, in the tournament. Let's watch this. And then Oklahoma's in the national championship against Florida State. So him and I are sitting there watching that together, having fun with it. And so we, we watched that, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, they've, they've been on a roll, and again, this year, just completely dominant. Um, but there's, there's other teams, too, that are a lot of fun. I think UCLA is still a fun team to watch. 
Um, but just one of those those sports that, uh, man, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I think just the heart that gets that gets put into women's softball, I think it needs a lot more attention. Uh, and I feel like it's starting to get the attention that I think it, it rightfully deserves. But yeah, I mean, Josh, Josh, I want to, I want to add on to this real quick, man, is you as an Oklahoma fan are about to have an absolute blast with college softball, my friend. Oh, for sure. All right. Because the Southeastern conference does not play about college softball. It is it just as big as college baseball. It's just as big as, as oh, for sure. uh, it's going to be a huge like, addition. Yeah, it's just as big as SEC basketball. Like, like it is taking super serious down here because uh, you have, you know, Alabama and LSU, and now Arkansas is in there as a, a legitimate program. And now you're adding Oklahoma and Texas and, uh, you know, Tennessee for all those years. They were really good. And uh, Georgia has been really good uh, over the past couple years and everything with making trips out to Oklahoma City. Uh, so, I mean, it is super deep, man. Florida, I know the Florida Gators, yeah. they've had teams go on and just do really big things in Oklahoma City. So, uh, it is taken super serious here in the Southeastern Conference. And, yeah, uh, Alabama is another you know, like really tough team. To it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I know, I know you, you meet them, but yeah, yeah SEC, it's going to be fun whenever Oklahoma does join, but I know, no like doubt. I said, I know, I know softball is not at the top of everybody's list, but I don't know if uh, Britton and Jeremy, if you guys have much to add on, on college softball at all, but yeah. I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't think so. It's on TV, I watch it, cool. Yeah, so you guys got to start watching a little bit of film on some college softball. That's the thing is it's hard to watch because it's not on TV very often. Uh, and so it's, it's, yeah. it's but I, I promise you for those who don't watch any college softball, if you like baseball at all, Go check out a couple of games of, of good college softball. And I'm talking like a couple of ranked teams going against each other. Oklahoma has a, a tough schedule this year. A lot of ranked teams that they, they scheduled. And, and Patty Gasow purposely did that because she wanted that tough schedule. So hats off to her, and she's handling mm -hmm. it really well too. Um, but let's, let's jump over to UFC. We had a fun UFC weekend. I know Blake was watching the fights. Uh, Blake, any, any fights stand out to you this past weekend? Yeah, one that stands out to me, Cody Garbrandt, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. All right, I'm done, bro. Look, you're a warrior. All right, you're one of the guys that, as soon as I saw his name on this card, man, I said Cody's fighting. All right, uh, I'm in. I'm in. You know, obviously, I was in for for John Jones, man, the goat of the UFC, but. Uh, Cody literally just danced around the ring for, for three rounds, man, and just gave us absolutely nothing. And I was so disappointed in his performance. Uh, I thought it was uh, the snooze fest possibly of the year in UFC. That's how frustrated I was agree, about Blake. it. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> 100% agree. I almost fell asleep. Yes, like, like – Cody, man, is a guy that gets there, and, and he gets in there, and he will throw with anybody. And I know he's got a glass chin, um, yeah. but I think that might have been the reason why he was so hesitant is, uh, you know, it, he has been winning every fight he's gotten knocked out in. Uh, but for him to just go in there and just do absolutely nothing, and I know he won, but 
uh, it, it was just frustrating, man. It was frustrating to watch. Like I, that was something I did not expect. And as far as John Jones, man, um, I mean, it, there's no discussion. The the discussion's over. It's it's a wrap. Like oh, you sure. you can't you can't make an argument anymore. You know He's the you don't goat. have to. You don't have to like him, and I, I get for people who don't because you know the rules are the rules. Don't be doing this, this, yeah. and this, and you want to keep on breaking the rules and expect us to like you. You don't have to like him, but his fighting style. I mean, he's 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 phenomenal. Uh, yep. But uh, you guys, you guys watch much of, the, of of that at all, Jeremy? Did you have any uh, key takeaways from UFC this past weekend? Blake pretty much hit the hit, put hit the net. I can't even talk. He pretty much <laughs> said it all. It's, it's literally a snooze fest, man. He even I mean, took the nail out of the head and uh, the nail. Thank you, man. Hey. I can't talk. <laughs> but, I mean, I got nothing. But, I mean, Conor McGregor honestly reminds me a lot of like what you just said. You don't have to like him. You don't have to love him. I mean. <sighs> yeah, same same kind of scenario there for, for John Jones, too, for sure. Yeah. But, Britton, I know you were watching the UFC Irish. this weekend, weren't you? I was. And, honestly, uh, that was the first thing I was going to bring up is Man, Cody was the whole reason I watched it this weekend, honestly, other than John mm-hmm. Jones. And Cody's so much fun to watch, and it was just freaking boring. I don't know how many times, you know, he was – you know, you throw a kick at his face, and he'd duck under it and just – man, it looks so athletic and so phenomenal, and and then he does, does nothing. No counters, no nothing. It nothing. was It was really, really hard to watch. I was like, man, are you going to do something? He ended up winning. I don't know how. It should have been a draw. Hey, both of you go back and have a fight. It was really terrible. I was very disappointed with that fight. Uh, on the John Jones subject, uh, that's about about what I predict predicted would happen. Uh, John Jones is, is a legend, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I know one of them. I was kind of ex- expecting a little more from uh, Jessica Panay. Uh, she's one of them I've, I've seen in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. She lost. She lost her match. Uh, still, still a pretty decent fight there. Um, but then the the girls' fight that was the mix. I had to look up. I I, I had to look up the other girl's name, and I can't even can't even say it. Valentina uh, Shevchenko. Uh, so I, I don't know. I can't mm-hmm. say her name. Uh, I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to pronounce it, so I looked it up, and I still can't pronounce it. Uh, but uh, Alexa Greg Grasso. Yeah, <laughs> Alexa Grasso or Grasso. Uh, she she mm-hmm. fought. I mean, that was a really fun fight. I thought I, I did catch that one. Uh, I wasn't able to watch it all. Uh, during because we were we were at the indoor football game um, but I, I went back and watched them and that was it was a lot of fun uh, I thought that was probably that was probably the the most fun fight of the night I thought was that that women's match that was kind of the co-main event uh, and so that I thought that one was a lot of fun but then of course John Jones everybody wants to put their eyes on John Jones and see what he's going to do in the octagon uh, and you guys said mm-hmm. uh, said enough about him I think but he was just very strategic the way that y- you have to remember for those who, who aren't really big into UFC, maybe you haven't watched a lot of it, you have to remember John Jones stepped up a, a weight level. All right, so he had to pack on some weight. And he comes in there, and I, I thought, uh, is it Gagne? Uh, I, I thought he. Serial gone. Uh, yeah, gone. Uh, yeah. But I, I just I didn't think he looked very fit compared to John Jones at all. And so, I mean, John Jones is a big dude, but the fact that he stepped up a weight level and he's still able to put the pressure and put his back up against the wall like that, the way he's controlling the octagon, that was really impressive to me. I didn't expect that much from him. Um, but, yeah, he was he, he had a phenomenal fight and now a heavyweight champion. 
Uh, so I mean, the just the takedown was extremely impressive to me. Oh, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, Dude. that, and then I really liked the combo that I saw from him where he would kind of grab a leg and throw a punch at the same time because he wasn't grabbing the leg. I think that was just a complete decoy, and it was throwing gone off. You know, he kept on, like, looking down and, and getting that off, but then all of a sudden, bam, he would connect with the punch. There was a couple that he mm -hmm. was able to dodge and graze just a little bit, but he was connecting with those. I thought that was a really cool combination that kind of, like, threw him off a lot. Um, but that was, mm -hmm. it, it was it was a great fight. Great to see John Jones mm -hmm. back in now. Just... I just hope he can keep himself uh, within the rules, man. I, Josh, he's fighting. He's got two more. <clears throat> excuse me. He's got two more fights in his UFC career. All right, he's going to fight Stipe in July. I like that. And and I'm going to call out Francis Nagano on this podcast and say, hey, uh, get it together, buddy. All right, give the people what we want to see. Come get come get finished yeah. by John Jones. All right. Yes. by the goat and uh because i'm sick of it all right like like don't give me this boxing bs and all this no don't run from the goat you come get it all right <laughs> for five rounds because john's gonna beat stipe if stipe's 40 years old yes he's a legend and all that uh but john's gonna manhandle stipe and then after that happens in july you come get back in this ufc f sign a one a one fight contract i don't care what you have to do but give us what we want to see and i want to see john jones and francis nagano go at it and uh and i think John beats Stipe. I think he beats Nagano, and he hangs it up as the greatest fighter to ever step foot in an octagon. Hands I down. like it. I like it. You know how we are on this podcast. We're always bringing the heat, so why not yeah. call him out? Call him out. see Conor McGregor come out? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Roy, uh, Mr. Roydhead himself. Yeah, he, like the, uh, <laughs> he reminds me of like a, a leprechaun Ken Barbie doll. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tell me that dude has not had plastic surgery. Yeah, I mean, His face looks like it's been beat up. He's looking jacked. It's weird. Uh, I mean, if you've seen him recently, I mean, he looks jacked. I mean, he might be Royden. I'm, I'm not going to deny that, but <laughs> yeah. I won't I won't deny it. But I'm going to pretend like it's not happening. He, uh -oh. he does look good. Uh, I, I think he looks – I mean, I, I hope he can come back and do something because I like – I'm, I'm, I'm on the Conor McGregor train – I know not everybody yeah. likes him. I know Britain doesn't like him anymore. Whoopie do. <laughs> Whoopie do. But uh, no, that was another thing. Did you guys see Jake Gyllenhaal won his debut, his UFC debut? I mean, that was just amazing. Uh, no, Jake Gyllenhaal does look good though. Uh, I, I do have to give him that. Uh, and hey, this was this was all for a movie. He's uh, doing a remake of Roadhouse. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. He's one of my favorite actors. Um, and so it was awesome to see him go out there and win a fight, man. What that was the most that kid that bought sugar, that, that sugar uh, the sugar show there. He, a little kid with green hair. Oh, just uh, got yeah, Sugar Sean, shit. Sean O'Malley. Yeah, Sean O'Malley. Yeah. That little kid with green hair that got beat up by him the whole round and just stayed on his feet the whole time. Who was that kid? <laughs> Bring that kid in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we kept on calling him Joe Dirt. I know what you're talking yeah. about. I want yeah, more than that Joe kid. Dirt. That kid's that a legend. That Jake Gyllenhaal thing <laughs> was the most cringiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, I mean, no, I know, but, but wait until the special effects get put in. And yeah. It's going to look great. I mean, I'm really excited for the movie because 
it's Roadhouse, but it's UFC now. You know, it's it's yeah. actual UFC. I'm pretty sure they're including the brand and everything. Uh, and yeah. so that's that's really cool. And the fact that they filmed it in front of a real audience, I thought that was really cool. But I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it was it was super cringy because you know it was fake. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 let me fight back. You know, but not nah, totally. But uh, we already Dude, called he our heat. <laughs> he was i mean he looked good the way that he you know i think his physique he looked he looked impressive um but then he also like his his like uh mechanics looked pretty good like he was actually practicing something too so mm. gotta give him that but man uh we we called our heat we called our shots uh that's that's pretty much all you can expect from us we've we've talked about a lot of different sports tonight too uh and more to mm -hmm. come i know we're, we've it's a new month i know last month we didn't do so hot uh, January we did really good and then we kind of fell off the face in February um, but this is a new month so we're going to be kicking it out uh, you know it's pumping out the, the content doing as much as we can um, but you know for everybody who's watching I know I didn't announce it yet but uh, if you're watching on YouTube you need to hit the subscribe button hit that notification bell mm -hmm. so you know when we upload on YouTube because like I said sometimes we get busy and we don't upload but then all of a sudden bam here we are like we are tonight uh, and so make sure you, mm -hmm. you hit that subscribe and the notification bell. If you're listening on Apple, Apple Podcasts, what are you doing if you haven't left a five-star review? Uh, that helps us out so much. Uh, so if you're wanting to support the gang here at Rising to the Occasion, make sure to hit that five-star review. And, uh, you know, whether you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening to, and share it with your friends. Help us grow. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys so much. And until next time.